The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Whoa, look at the look at the date right here, Steph. 12, 2, 2, 2, 2. It's uh, December 22nd, 2022. That's pretty <laughs> that's a cool. a lot of twos. Yeah, just one one sticking out there. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what's not cool is all the records being broken across the province for how <laughs> flipping cold it is right now. You were, you uh, said on the show, I want to say about like three days ago, this Siberian wind is coming through and boy, oh boy, did it come through. Yeah, yeah. They said that it was going to be the coldest air in the world that we were going to get coming down from <laughs> Siberia, from the Northwest Territories into BC and uh, Fort McQuarrie and sure feels like it. Yeah, some, some meteorologists put together records that have been broken in the past couple days here. Nothing up here. The northeast was kind of, we didn't get the brunt of it all. Like the mountains, I want to say western Alberta into southern Alberta, kind of missed Edmonton, but it definitely hit like the mountain, Rocky Mountain House, Red Deer, kind of Calgary in that lower southern Alberta. It got the brunt of it. So like Banff and Bow Valley all broke records. High River, the Jasper area, Pincher Creek, Sundry, Red Deer, Peace River, Breton, Rocky Mountain House, Cochrane, <laughs> uh, Banff, Lacombe, High River, Beaver Lodge, Drumheller. Three. You get the idea. All of these places broke records for new coldness that has happened in the past couple of days. Wow, I thought we were just like in a competition there of how many places in Alberta you could name. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. So we've been we've been sparred. We've we've been through this cold up here, so we're not breaking any records. So pat on our back, I guess. Yeah. No, it still feels like we should be breaking. records. Records. If it's going to be this cold, I better get a record yeah, for it. Yeah, give me a badge or something. <laughs> yeah. When I put my groceries on the till at the end, the conveyor belt, I do it very organizational. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, like, you know, you put your freezers in the freezer section, so you're like, I'm going to put all these in this one reusable grocery bag and my produce in one, and very careful. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do the same thing. Whatever I want to bag first, that's what I put at the front and just it uh, just speeds up the process. It absolutely does. It speeds up the process in so many ways. In the packing it at the end and the unpacking it when you get home. It's a great thing. Yeah. So last night I did that. My groceries looked pristine. <laughs> and I'm very used to not having help from anybody when you pack up, but kind of rushing myself. So I've I've made a plan so I can get out as fast as possible. And last night there was only two bags left to pack out of six. And the cashier said to me, Miss, would you like some help bagging your groceries? Okay. Thank and you. And I was like, Miss, yes, I would. Uh. So nobody's called me Miss in a really long time. I don't think I look that old, but I've somehow transitioned into ma'am. And so <laughs> I was really like, that was music to my ears. Mm. I will take your help for sure. Merry you Christmas to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I got ID'd for for alcohol or <laughs> yeah. something. So anyway, he does. He packs only one bag because we only had two left. Yeah. And it was the produce bag. Uh -huh. And I am just walking on a high out of that store. <laughs> he called me Miss. La, 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 la. And I get home and my husband is helping unpack the groceries. And he knows that I'm very savvy with the packing. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, why the heck did you put the tomatoes at the bottom of this bag? <laughs> The most fragile, yes. fragile item. But he called me Miss. Yeah, yeah. He, he wanted to build you up before he let you down. Yeah. <laughs> Last night I spent I an extended stop. period outside and I felt like I was going to die. And <laughs> the extended period was I got out of my truck, went to the cart corral, didn't have a loonie, 
went inside, found a loony, went back outside, had to go to three different cart corrals to get one, and then went back inside. And by the time I got inside, I thought, my fingers are going to fall off, so are my toes, and my nose is already gone for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just so wild. Cold. Just this the Siberian air that's ripping through isn't fair for everyone. It's so true. But I wonder, because I do love being outside in the winter, but this has just tapped me out. Um, for the people who have to be outside, who are working outside yeah. and, and listening to us complain about our runs <laughs> from the car to the store, um, how do you stay warm? Like, ask the experts. Please tell us. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking of everyone, whether it be like mail carriers, people at site who always have to do things outside. I think the first part about working outside, I've had some experience. Before I got into radio, I was into like trades and stuff, and all of them were outside. And so the main thing is layers. Mm -hmm. Always layer up so you're basically on the verge of like sweating. You don't really want to sweat because then when you sweat, it turns cold and then your body's wet and cold. Oh, yeah. uh, so you don't want to be too, too sweaty. Um, but then uh, there's also legalities. Like there's like mandatory breaks once it hits like minus 40, like every 15 minutes, go to shelter, that type of thing. At least it's different probably for every company, but for stuff back in Saskatchewan, that's kind of what it was like. And and you know those huge boots that I lug around? Yeah. Those Sorrells or whatever, those steel toe big Sorrells, those are absolutely fantastic. Just wear the big so socks and everything. And yeah, just keep moving. Keep moving around. Layer up. Make sure you got the right gear. Someone said, we post this over on our socials, Brianne said to wear heated socks, and I'm very curious how those work. Yeah, I want to know if there's different temperature ratings on them. Like, can you be like, J it's just a mildly cold day today, or yeah. I really, really need some help today. I because I find that the hot ones are great, but sometimes they burn you. Yeah, it, I wonder if they're like battery powered or something. Yeah. Within a boot. Or I don't know where you where where you where you'd store, but maybe it has like some sort of like wiring through the sock to keep you warm. And how do you wash them after? Because feet do sweat about a half a cup each we, day. We need to learn about heated socks, essentially. Seven eight zero seven nine one one zero three seven. We're asking the experts: How do you stay warm when you're working outside? We got Eric and Jason on the line. Hey, gents, what do you guys get up to? We're uh, surveyors, and we've been uh, working outdoors. Uh, well, we work outdoors all the time, but we're on the fifth day of a, a very treacherous project. Uh, it's, an act, it's an emergency access road into John Gate, well, where we're walking six and a half kilometers through bush, uh, flagging up the right-of-way for uh, mulching and clearing, where we leave our truck at first thing in the morning, and we hike as far as we can into the bush, and then we hike out at the end of the day. We have to... Uh, Make sure that we have enough time to be able to get out, so we're not walking in the bush in the dark. Wow! But we're out, yeah, we're outside all day, so we have two options. It's either you keep moving, work, and get extremely tired, or you stop and you freeze. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah, I've been there before. I used to do line locating with like gas power telephone lines and everything, and just going on farmers' field and marking for acres at a time. I've been there. It sucks. Yeah. And, it, and if it was field, it wouldn't be too bad, but we're in bush where it's so thick that you can't even get through. You, like you're pushing yourself through trees where you don't know what's on the other side or yeah. climbing over six feet of multiple layers of deadfall. Yeah. Wow. Um, snow, snow falling on you, going down your back and all over your face and your equipment and you just, your gloves turn to ice. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the worst situation of, uh, 
<laughs> of life, I think. Okay. Well, hey, we appreciate what you do. Big thank you to all the surveyors out there. Stay warm, and hopefully you all have a, a very warm holidays ahead of you. All right. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. No worries. <laughs> Bye. Want to hear the most exhilarating part of my week so far, Steph? <laughs> yes, please. I got seven hours of sleep last night. Exhilarating? That's Ooh! what you call that? Man, man, when you get past 30, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate getting seven hours of sleep. To each his own. I'm past 30, and that is not on my highlight list. <laughs> um, you're, di- you're the exception. There's always an exception to the rule, okay? okay. Every other person over 30 would agree with me. Okay. Seven hours of sleep, we celebrate that. For seven hours of sleep, what time did you have to go to bed? Yeah, yeah. I had a super long day yesterday. No nap. Wow. So that contributed Who to everything. And so I was just knocking off tasks from 3 a.m. all the way through till 6 p.m. And then finally I got home. I took a shower. I already ate. And then I just decided to brush my teeth around like 7 o'clock. Tucked myself into <laughs> bed. <laughs> And then as I was lying in bed, I had the telly on and I just started to fall asleep, not even aided by Melly or anything. That is amazing. Also amazing that at seven o'clock you were like, I can get seven hours of sleep if I go to sleep in the next hour, which is crazy. And so it must have been around eight o'clock. I finally passed out and then I woke up around midnight. I was like, oh, what time is it? Just naturally. And then I I checked my phone and I was like, oh, cool. I still have three more hours to sleep. And then (laughs) this morning my alarm went off around three. I was just like, well, I feel great. Oh my! I'm ready to start the day. I'm happy for you, Sean. It's good to see you so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> at 8 o'clock last night, I was still at the grocery store. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was out and about. Uh, I was, the, I was, the night is young. <laughs> yesterday, the Center of Hope, they had their inaugural Tree of Hope event where they uh, were selling light bulbs for $5 in exchange. Um, it went towards their programming and their servicing that they do there. And then you got to put the light bulb. Well, you didn't physically get to put the light bulbs, but the light bulbs went on a 12-foot real tree just outside their McLeod Street location. Cool. And uh, it was just a lovely, lovely event that was kind of organized just first time this year. And you were there? Yeah, I, I, I got to be a part of it a little bit. Very thankful for them for inviting me out to this bad boy. Now, unfortunately, they didn't reach their goal. Their goal was $6,000. They fell just short of that, around $5,000. So still $1,000 left to, to raise. But if you do drive by the McLeod Street location, it's just kind of right off of Franklin there. It's just on the uh, corner. Uh, you will see the tree out front, and you'll see that the lights aren't totally lit to the top. And that's just kind of symbolizing there's a little bit more to raise right there. Yeah, okay, so they were at $5,000, so they need about 200 more people to sign up for a light bulb to get to that six grand goal. Math major over there. Thank, Thank you, you, Steph, uh, for, for all that you do. And if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know the Center of Hope, um, just imagine this past week here, they are a day-in drop-in center. They have the, the administration office on McLeod Street, and then they have another building uh, further downtown. I forget what street it's on, uh, but it just drop-in centers during the day. Salvation Army for the home homeless at night where people can stay and just picture these past couple weeks just brutal no one can survive out there you will literally die Mm -hmm. if you spend more than i don't even know what time half hour an hour if you don't find shelter and that's what the center of hope does and they provide everything they provide shelter food 
hot drinks, whatever it may be. And that's what the money's going towards. It's it's just supporting that type of thing. That's a really, really great thing to support. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and there were some like some grim stats. There were they're like since they opened in the mid 2000s, 2005, 2006, I want to say over 100 people have passed away from experiencing homelessness and stuff. So it's like it is a problem and it's in our community. And and a lot of people were just kind of sharing experiences and stories during uh, the experience yesterday. And it was just something that you can just learn about and educate yourself on and just to acknowledge it and to be better. And, and not everyone can help. And it's totally understandable. But just like talking about it and not stigmatizing it and and just helping in any way that you can is something that hopefully we can all kind of slowly contribute towards. For sure. Well, a huge thank you to all who uh, help out with the Center of Hope, all who have donated to the Tree of Hope. Yeah. And uh, hopefully... They can meet their goal before Christmas. Just need 200 more light bulb spots. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the link is in uh, on our website. It's over on our website. There's a news story about it just talking about the Tree of Hope. Link to donate's right in there. Five bucks for a light bulb. I think this cold is just making everything not work quite properly. So you can't really sit by a window right now because even though it's supposed to be kind of insulated and all right, it feels like you're sitting beside a freezer. Easy for you to say that right now. You're on <laughs> in our building here. You are on the side of the board that is by an insulated wall. I'm on the side of the table that is literally by a window. So whenever you hear us talking, literally five hours in the morning, I'm by the... Yeah, so yeah, you're completely correct on the window thing. You feel like you're sitting beside an open freezer, Sean? I was giving you some sympathy there. I I was noticing and letting you know that I, I hear you. I hear your complaints. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm always sitting on my hands over here as well. <laughs> this might make you feel a little bit better, though, because what's not working for me correctly is the heater in my truck. Mm, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So it's very cold outside. It's full of windows, this truck. So you know what it's like. And then for some reason, it's decided that it's too cold to have the heater work. And especially on the feet. Now, I wear pretty much the exact same pair of dress boots nearly every day to work. I have a couple pairs of them in different colors, and I just switch them out. And I had to retire them. I had to wear actual winter boots to work the last couple days. Welcome to the club. Have some indoor shoes. (laughs) Because when I was driving home from work with no heat in the truck, my toes got so yeah. cold, they hurt so bad, that I actually started yelling in pain, <laughs> hoping that my house would just magically appear quicker than it normally does. I think yelling helps, too. I think just releasing that is a good way of going about it. Yeah, you just got to like get that noise out. Like My toes are screaming in pain, but they don't have a voice, so I must give them one. <laughs> Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally feel that. And I, I, I swear my body is much the same where I think I must have acquired acquired I don't even know if that's the right word but um, acquired frostbite at a young age or something on my extremities so like my feet and my hands like I'm a hairy boy so my body stays warm (laughs) but then like my feet and my hands will always be cold maybe I have poor circulation I don't know what it is this is what doctors are for, but I refuse to go, so. Yeah, well, you should also refuse to go outside right now. Keep those things warm. <laughs> Christmas Eve traditions. I think everyone does it a little bit differently every year. I mean, they do it the same for themselves, but each person in yeah, their own household. different families, different ways. 
Yeah. And um, in preparing for this weekend, we're spending some Christmas with some friends at a cottage. And uh, I said, oh, what are your Christmas Eve meal? Because we usually have meat pie, but we're not tied to it. And they said, oh, we usually do our entire turkey dinner on Christmas Eve. So uh, no worries. Whatever you want to do is fine. I was like, your entire Christmas Eve, like turkey dinner. What do you do on Christmas Day then? The leftovers. No one leftovers. wants to cook on Christmas. Okay, okay. You see, everybody has their own tradition. Yeah, that's, my, that's my thinking about it all. I was like, ah, it's just relax. Let's eat pastries. Have some leftover buns. That does sound kind of nice now that you mention it like that. <laughs> what about you growing up? What was growing up like? What, what, did you have anything set in stone? Yeah, I mean, every Christmas Eve we always went to church. And then afterwards we would invite anybody who looked oh. like they were lingering around uh, over for cheese and crackers and oh delicious Christmas baking and then once all the company left which always seemed to take forever <laughs> my parents would let us choose one gift under the tree to oh yeah I remember the one gift thing yeah my family did that as well it was a uh, tight-knit family all my relatives were provinces away essentially and so it's just like my two older brothers my parents and yeah we, we we did church as well and then yeah I'm pretty sure go back one gift then you had to go to bed early Oh, really? Go to bed early? Well, I mean, that was a plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this seems really hard to <laughs> go to bed early on That was the scheduled plan. I don't know if it always felt <laughs> like that, but yeah, yeah, I think that was, uh, yeah, we always got to do the one. And yeah. what time did you get to wake up on Christmas morning? Were there rules I was always that? the one that was up earliest. Yeah. I was the youngest. I have two older brothers, and I just run into my brother's room. I'm like, ah! <laughs> it's ah! I don't even know if I said words. It was just like... <laughs> Parents are just like pouring a coffee, like ugh. My parents had a rule. It had to say seven a.m. on the alarm <laughs> on the clock on the microwave, and it also had to have the coffee on before you were allowed to go downstairs and wake them up. <laughs> did did it always work? Uh, I mean, that was the rule. Like, so you're like it's six fifty five. Come on, I, no seven. Seven was the rule. It had to have a seven in front of it first. <laughs> Christmas Eve traditions. What do you get up to with you and yours? Loving all the answers that are coming in on the text line here. Yeah, we have Jessica texting. Um, favorite movies and favorite drinks. Get together with the fam. That's what she said. 780-791-1037. Cherie said that she does supper at the keg with her family. And then they drive around and look at Christmas lights. And one present gets opened. And they always make sure it's the one with the PJs in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's the guided one. Like... Kid goes and grab one. You're like, no, 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 no. You, no, you and your sister. You got to open this one. We need to see you in your PJs. <laughs> yeah, you got to wake up Christmas morning and get in all those photos with those new PJs. Yeah, the on. matching PJs right there. Uh, that's a really good idea with the lights thing. If you want to get together, obviously lights YMM with uh, Melanie Gallia. Big shout out to her for putting that all together. Still time to drive around and look at all of them. And what better time than Christmas Eve? Totally, totally. Such an interactive map and easy. And even if you don't get out on Christmas Eve to do it, I'm sure that people will still turn their lights on on Boxing Day, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a, a new one that if anyone wants to join in on my tradition that I do, mm-hmm. yeah, you can just order Chinese in and then you can watch college football. That's what, <laughs> it's bowl season, okay? There's college football on every single day. Get into a habit. Get some food. 
support local and take it all in. Like Christmas Eve, we got Middle Tennessee versus San Diego State. Oh my It doesn't gosh. get much better than that. Six o'clock kickoff. Sean would have sports instead of Christmas happening for him on Christmas Eve. A little over a month ago, I asked everyone to give me their holiday drink suggestions because I have never dipped into the holiday drinks. I'm just straight up double-double or less. Yeah, and you are still quite a new coffee drinker. I mean, a year and a half ago, you were still drinking instant coffee. So I feel Big like time. this is quite a large leap for you to get into holiday drinks. Yeah, 11 drinks in total were suggested to me. I have failed completely on this. I am so sorry for everyone who suggested things. Uh, I'm on my third one. I just went and got one this morning. You Because I feel like I needed to check them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time. Like, it's the holiday drinks and the holiday is coming on Sunday. 100%. Sugar co- cookie oat latte. That was the first one. I got a 7.3 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Caramel brulee Starbucks latte. Latte? Uh, yeah, which is, was suggested by me and is uh, my favorite, and I would give a 10 out of 10, but you're an extremely harsh critic and have bad taste buds. No, I'm just harsh. I just, if you give it a 10 out of 10, what if you come along something better? You can't you can't grade it higher. Well, you could have given it a 9.9, 9, a 9.8, and what'd you give Anyways, it? That was a 7.9, so yeah. it was better than the sugar cookie. Uh, but now today, I have a chestnut praline latte. We'll do a live taste test right here, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll report back. Just uh, two sips. Everyone knows the rules. <laughs> Sip like, number one. Yeah, I uh, I'm already liking this better. We'll go for sip number two because rules. You're and liking it better than the caramel brulee latte. Sip number two. Everyone knows the rules. Yeah, this one's not as sweet. Oh. It's not as sweet. Like, it doesn't punch me as hard as the other ones. It's going into the eights, for sure. You're kidding. 8.1 out of 10. Chestnut praline latte. Okay, so out of three drinks, you're you're giving that the highest rating, but you're still only in the very low eights. Yeah, nothing's blowing me away too much right now. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what I'm into, but maybe that's what this list is for. I need to find out what else I'm into here. Yeah, you got eight left until Sunday. Let's see how much money you can spend at Starbucks. Yeah, now. yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, you're not getting a Christmas present. I got holiday drinks to try. <laughs> All right, Sean, Christmas trivia has been so fun with you because you're just so bad at it. And I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. That's what I'm taking away from it. Sure, I get nine out of ten wrong, but I'm learning. There we go. That's a very positive outlook on it. Here's your first Christmas trivia question of the day. Where do you dance and prance in Jingle Bell Rock? All night long. Where? Oh. Uh, where? What do you mean where? Dancing and prancing and... In Jingle Bell... Jingle Bell Rock! Where? What? <laughs> where? The Jingle Bell Rock is not a, a, a place. place. It, 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 well, you don't even know that. Wow. Oh, get Sorry. out of here with that <laughs> I had to. I had to. Uh, how many reindeer does Santa have? Twelve. Nine. Wow. Seven. Okay, nine. Nine. Yes. I would have taken two answers there. Eight or including Rudolph, nine. So I guess you don't think Rudolph is a reindeer. Well, it all depends on which song you're listening to. He either has eight tiny reindeer pulling his sleigh. So there really isn't one answer then. Either way, it wasn't 12, Sean, but we'll give you the correct (laughs) ding because you did get the second guess right. (laughs) What were Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in Home Alone? The bad guys. Yeah. What were they? The burglars. Yes. There you go. Okay. Okay. Two of Santa's reindeer have names that begin with the letter C. Comet. Yeah. And Chrysler. No. Uh, uh. 
He's a baby and he has an arrow. Chris. No. Christmas. Baby with an arrow and he sends love. Cupid. Yeah. There we go. We're getting there. (laughs) How many people get sick in the U.S. every year from Christmas leftovers? 4,000, 40,000, or 400,000? 400,000. You are correct. It's a big place. Big place. That's a lot of people getting sick from turkey, though. That's awful. Uh, <laughs> makes me really nervous. I'm making my first turkey this year. I wonder who's the person that counts all of them. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, what city does Buddy the Elf explore in Elf? New York. Thank you. Good Thank job. you. Shut up, Good buddy. Good job. I feel like you're doing really well here. I'm doing a lot better today. Uh-huh. I got a full seven hours last night of sleep. <laughs> How many times does Santa check his list and here comes Santa Claus? Twice. Sean! Let's go! Can I ask you one more? Should I maybe ruin your streak? Okay. Go! What country is the leading supplier of ice skates to the U.S. each year? Finland. Canada. Second guess, right? (laughs) We'll give it to you. Good job! Maybe it's a trick question. I don't know. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.